This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Professor Dion Foster by saying on social media he looked very dashing in his red toga um, giving his speech. So, good morning, Dion. Good to be connecting with you. Do tell us very briefly what that was all about. It looked very, very, very impressive. Yeah, uh, Brad, so um, I was, as you know, promoted to full professor in uh, in January this year. And within mm-hmm. a year of your promotion, you have to make a profession. You know? oh. You're a professor. You should have something to profess. I see. So this was the, the professorial lecture so uh, so that happened uh, when was that that was on tuesday evening it was beautiful it was so lovely to be with friends and family and colleagues and and just to proclaim you know the truth of christ's love mm. and uh, and the blessing of christ's kingdom and uh, it, it was a wonderful opportunity so I, i'm so grateful god is good to us yes and uh, yeah I, I i hope to spend the next However many years the Lord gives me fulfilling that profession. Wow, that's amazing. For those of us who don't walk in academic circles, I had no idea about that sort of thing. So you've taught us all something, so that's very fascinating. But uh, I'm glad you could have done it and glad you could have shared it. Years ago, we would all have missed it if we weren't there. So nice we could have seen it, Dion. Yeah, social media is quite a remarkable thing. <laughs> it is indeed, it is indeed. So what are, what are we chatting? Greg, yes, I just wanted to say this This topic this morning has really caught me because we're in a space right now where people are always saying, you know, just speak it out. Or, you know, there's this new thing that you'll see all over YouTube, vid- uh, these little ads pop up while you're watching a YouTube video, you know, to tell you, I'm living my best life before I had no money until I started to declare and then I was manifesting. Now I'm manifesting this and I'm manifesting that. And we were getting all so confused what's all this new age stuff that's going on around us is there some kind of biblical truth or universal truth in all of these things Brad absolutely so um, I think yeah I thought it might be nice for us to talk today a little bit about uh, the importance of cultivating a prophetic imagination now (laughs) that's that's a mouthful of things now let's quickly let's quickly unpack what that means the first thing is that I, I do think that that we are suffering from a lack of imagination uh, as Christians. Mm. Uh, uh, think about it for a moment. What is it that drives our fears and our concerns and our worries? Well, of course, it's all these things around us, you know, uh, corruption and uh, floods and uh, the petrol price mm. and wars in Ukraine. I mean, these, and these are real things. But the reality is, for us as Christians, we recognize that, that the, while these things constitute our lives, they don't constitute the end of history. We know where history ends. Uh-huh. Uh, the Bible tells us that it ends with the reign of a God who is not defeated. Uh, it ends with, with love winning and, and God overcoming all evil uh, through Jesus Christ the Lamb and us getting to share for all eternity in, in that promise, in, in what is often called the new heaven and the new earth. So, so this kind of imagination is incredibly important for us as Christians to maintain. Now, behind this is, is something which actually does make sense. You know, the reality is, Brad, every single thing that exists, as I sit here at my, my desk, the computer monitor before me, the telephone to my left, yes. uh, the coffee cup, every single thing of these, one of these things, before they existed in physical form, had to exist in the imagination of some person or some That's group. Right. So before the monitor could be created, someone had to think about it. They had to conceptualize it and then say, okay, now it's no longer, we don't just want it to be a dream or a fantasy. We want to figure out how we get from the imagination 
to the real. Now, let me just say, I think that's one of the problems with, with some of this sort of hyper-prosperity teaching is that it never actually makes its way from the imagination to the real. It never actually says, okay, uh, we know that God's desire is to bless us. We know that God's desire is to heal us. But how do we get from where we are now to where God wants us to be? And, and I think sometimes what, what, what those kinds of teachers do is that they, they miss the point that, yes, of course, it is the work of God, but the way in which God chooses to work is not to disempower you. God will always mm-hmm. say, hey, Dion, I gave you a mind. I gave you strength. I gave you abilities. I gave you a network of relationships. I want you to use those things so that not only you can be blessed, but so that you can be a blessing. Yes. So, Brad, um, yeah, I, I really want to encourage our listeners today. I, I, the first thing that I just want to invite them to do, and I invite myself to this as well, is to say, what is it that captures your attention, your imagination? What is it that, that frames your way of thinking about the world? And is it perhaps time that we recapture a Christian imagination, a prophetic imagination? Now, remember the prophets in, in the Hebrew Bible were the people who, who would say, thus saith the Lord. So they were so attuned to the voice of God that they could say, this is what God wants. This is what God says. So prophetic imagination says, I'm so studied into the scriptures. I'm so close to the spirit of God in prayer and in my spiritual life, in my Christian walk, that I, I actually can hear the voice of God. I know what it is that God wants me to do. And I'm going to be able to say to, to friends, to family, this is what the Lord wants us to do. I can see it. I, I can visualize it. And this is how we get from where we are to where we need to be. So what are the things that we should be imagining? Because I think this is the question I have. I'm not sure about the listeners, but I'm thinking, okay, this is this this uh, biblical or Christ-centered imagination. What are the things that we should be imagining? Give us. Can you give us some uh, practical examples? Absolutely. So for me, one of the very first things that I do is I, I turn to those places where we can really see that, that God has given us a vision for how God, God wants the, the new heaven and the new earth. Mm. Now look, for example, at Luke chapter 4, when Jesus stands in, in the, the, the synagogue and, and opens the scroll of, of uh, Isaiah and says, yes. the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to mm. the poor, recovery of sight to the blind, uh, freedom for those who are held captive in the year of the Lord's favor. So we should be imagining a world in which no one is held in the captivity of addiction, in which no one is bound in the chains of, of poverty, uh, in which no person feels unloved, unloved, unwanted, unrecognized, uncared for. So, so that's one example. Another example is what we see right at the end of the scriptures in Revelation 21, where it says, you know, on that day when the new heaven and the new earth comes, there'll be no more tears, no mm-hmm. more dying. Uh, and, and for that to be a reality, we're going to have to say, well, we deal with practical things like healthcare. We yes. deal with things like prejudice. We deal with things like abuse. That's the practical step to make that end of history a reality. Uh, another example is what we read in Isaiah 6. You know, there it says the lion will lie down with the lamb. They will take their weapons of destruction and they'll beat them and reform them into weapons, into means of production. So these are some examples of what I think Christians should recapture. We, we have very, very practical and real things that we can do in our everyday life. Fascinating conversation this morning. Thanks so much for that. Professor Dion Foster, Head of Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, the Director of the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology. Uh, Dion, thanks for your time this morning. This is fascinating. Thanks for sharing with us. And a reminder, this podcast will be available for our listeners to catch up again and uh, share a little bit later on this morning.
Thanks, Fred. Love and blessings to our listeners. Bye then. Bye, Dion. Thanks so much. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.